Hey everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico. I'm Tom DeSico. Today I sit down with someone who I admire inside and out, someone who has changed my life, and somebody that I love dearly. Today, I sit down with my lovely wife, Gail DeSico. We discuss the ins and outs of being a creative spouse. We go back to where it all began. We talk obstacles and all the things that one has to overcome in her position. This is a fun one, and I hope you enjoy this fifth episode of Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico, featuring Gail DeSico. Hi guys, and welcome to Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico. Um, sitting next to me is my lovely wife, Gail DeSico. Hi, Gail. Hi. I'm really excited to have you on. I can tell by your face. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I um, so uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but I'm married. Obviously, I don't I didn't really, I don't really like show you off, but you are you're real, and you're my wife and my baby mama. And uh, I love you. And I'm glad that you're finally sitting down with me and talking on my podcast. I am real. You are real. It has been debated in the past, so but it, it's been proven true. So it being uh, 8, 17 at night, how do you feel about uh, me drinking coffee? I, ha- I hate it. So Gail and I actually have a um, kind of like an ongoing... I, I would say it's a joke, but it's not a joke to you. Where if we ever get on a game show and it's like, uh, what's that one thing that your significant other does that really infuriates you? The one thing that I do is I drink coffee at night. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it bothers you to, <laughs> I know. to your core. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. But it's It so- doesn't impact my life at all. But when the coffee pot goes back on and then it dings again, like it's warm or it shuts off and you keep turning it on and on and on and then like creamers out all day. I don't know. There's. Uh, Yeah. It's it's habitual, but I do. I do love coffee at night. Yeah. But I'm glad to have you on. Uh, Have you ever listened to an episode of the podcast? No. You can say no. I don't know what I... It's not going to hurt my feelings. (laughs) I'll tell you a little bit about what it is. No, I haven't listened to it. So Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico is me interviewing and talking to people that I I admire in a creative space or, or just in general, things that they've done. It's kind of like a... Think of like a personal interview show, but the people that surround it are people that influence me. So okay. I, I pick apart things that they do or things that they have done. And um, this is this is me monitoring pretty much the Gale show. Like the more you talk, the better this is for me. Okay. Does that make sense? So you're going to pick apart things oh. I've done? Yeah, but... <laughs> But you're on you're on for a very specific reason. Okay. The reason is um, nearly two and a half years ago, uh, something in our lives changed drastically, and you were you were a major influence in that decision, and that was ultimately me leaving what was a full time job um, to be a stay at home dad and do whatever I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to touch on that, plus a couple other like things that I've had people submitting questions over the past week. Okay. And uh, they want to know your opinion about those. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with questions from the audience? <laughs> or do you want to really kind of dive deep into what happened two and a half years ago and how, um, how as I would say, like a creator wife, you kind of swallowed being supportive? And, and how you reacted to that and, and your your thought process behind it. Yeah, we can start with that. That's fine. All right, let's start with that. Okay. What gave you the courage or the gumption to tell your husband that this was going to be okay? Um, I think probably a couple things. I have been blessed enough to be able to do in my life for my career, what I wanted to do, what I went to college for, what I accrued all that just massive debt for. And I feel lucky in that sense because not everyone can do that. So I've watched you over the years not have that opportunity 
or we strived, we tried to make that opportunity happen for us, like in Nashville, and we kind of came up with a plan, and then the cards just never fell in place. So, I mean, you were pretty miserable. It's very true. For a very long time. What Gail's alluding to <laughs> is, um, I, Gail and I met in college. I was in undergrad, and Gail was in her grad, and... Um, once we both graduated, I graduated with an uh, with a bachelor's degree uh, and a concentration in music industry. And uh, we were dating at the time, and Gail uh, suggested that we move to more encourage my path in music industry. So we visited Nashville. We went door to door, handing out resumes, and ultimately nothing came of it. But uh, we did take a couple steps. Uh, in that direction so yeah and at that time soon after that that was veterans day weekend we went of whatever year that was how do you remember that i mean because i had to take time off from work and we like paired it around a long weekend so we, i didn't have to use my time because so i was new at my job and then by that spring no job offers came I had I had applied to some schools in Nashville, looked at places to live. We looked at apartments looked down at there. Apartments, yeah. Yeah, but then I got offered full time a full time school position. So we sat down and you put that opportunity for me before your own needs. So then years later, things haven't taken off for you. You're very frustrated with your career. I guess I never looked at it like like I was backburnering what I wanted to do. It always just seemed like a um, like a like a rational thing that if you were offered a full time job, we would obviously stay, um, so you would have a full time job. And at that point, we were just dating. We didn't have we we lived together for probably definitely <laughs> three years. I think the first week that we started dating, I moved in with you because I was like, "Hey, I'm getting kicked out of my apartment." <laughs> yeah. Hey, sweetheart, do you mind if I bunk with you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, we'll split right one more way, sure." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a full time job, but it wasn't in the setting I wanted, and then this was an opportunity to move into the setting that I wanted full time. Okay. In a school. So I felt like you said, yes, that makes sense. We need to do it. Your desk job wasn't making sense and it hadn't been making sense. And you, I'm sure as you know, like cycle through, I'm okay. This is okay. And then we have like this lull and we feel fine. And then all of a sudden, like you melt down again in various ways. Is that my my cycle? Yeah. <laughs> and I think probably... I wanted to be supportive, but also how many cycles can you go through where it's just like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and thinking you're going to have a different outcome. It was so funny because I remember I remember the day uh, that you told me that I needed to put in my two weeks at my job and it was like on a Thursday and you were like, let's go home. We were actually we were at a bar. And we were with a couple of friends and you were like, we need to go home because you need to draft a letter and you're putting in your two weeks tomorrow. <laughs> I'm super pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I was seven months pregnant. And um, yeah, I did. And then that following Monday, I was out of a job anyway. So I just I think I think it was funny because it was something that we had no plan of attack for. Well, you think that, but I think you forget that my mind does not ever stop. So. You're like playing chess? Like, yeah. Like I always I always have some sort of plan. I like that you're like a chess player and I am very much like a Candyland player <laughs> in life. I'm like, I'll just wait my turn and roll these or pick this yeah. card. Whatever the card is, I'll just I'll go to that color. And you, on the other hand, are very like I don't know, precise with what you what you're planning. And I just I think that's the dynamic of us though, right? Yeah, that's the yin and yang. The I think left that's brain, how right brain. I think that's how what we do right now works in the way that it does. Because if I operated that same way, I'm pretty sure we'd live in a shack or a tent somewhere on the side of the road. Like Yeah, I could see that. I remember And that. I don't mean that in a way like you aren't organized or anything like that. But I think when 
your focus and what you do is so, like you said, like creatively driven. It's not like your typical punch the clock. Here's my salary. I know what's coming in. So if I also functioned that way with a family, I think it would be extremely difficult. And I'm sure people do it all over the world. No, I could see that with people that have like an RV life and that yeah. very like free living. But at that point, financial stability is just, it's, it's probably part for the course with them. You know, like there's, there's got to be financial stability to be able to do that or else. And that's just something that we deal with, obviously. But Right. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, when, when, when I left, when I left my desk job, my punch in, punch out, mm-hmm. what did you think was going to happen? Like, where was, like, your head at with your husband? What was going to happen being seven months pregnant? Well, I had done the math, daycare versus your salary. And we had discussed this, that it seemed like a wash. So that plus gas, like, all of that stuff, that chess strategy, as you put it in my head, made me say, all right, we should at least break even or have to pinch pennies a little a little bit more. So I always go to the money survival because there's our kid. There's well now kids like that's exclusive. <laughs> I mean, I'm also I don't tell anybody that either. Oh. You're going to spill the beans. Yeah. So I'm 20 weeks pregnant. <laughs> so <laughs> Way to go. So. So wait, do we need to do an announcement now, or do we just forward this podcast to our families? <laughs> our families, no. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. No, like this. I mean, we made progress this week. The social media post is coming. It'll be done. Because <laughs> if it's not on social media, it's it doesn't not. Count. It yeah, doesn't it count. doesn't happen. It doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. Um, so that stuff in my mind, the money stuff, was like, okay, we should at least break even. It'll be the same quality of life. I was excited for because you were not happy. So I had high aspirations for what that would do for the day-to-day for us in terms of how present you would be. Um, I don't want it to sound like you were miserable. I was. Turd the whole time. I was. I was was going in and being just a lump. And at that, like, towards the end, I just stopped caring about everything. Yeah, you were just blah. Yeah. And then also I was worried. I didn't know what would happen. I know what you said you thought would happen. Like I know you wanted things to just take off. Well, and like walk walk through that. Like what did, what did I say? I, I'd say like expectation versus reality. So like walk through what it was. What did I say would happen? Like you were going to make all these YouTube videos and... It would like take off and there would be money in it and you would try to explain to me how and Was I right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well you but I made it work. Which noted means I was right because <laughs> I always said, Yeah, sure, great, fine, woohoo. And in my head I was like, Danger, danger, we're going down. <laughs> like it was well, that's- that's not true because at the point where I started really making videos and I was doing it pretty much like full time at that point, I was still only like a hundred. I think I had like 120 people like subs like interested in that channel. It was bad. I mean, I was I like, listen, know. babe, like I'll start making ad revenue and it's going to be great. I'm going to I'm going to get sponsors and all this other stuff. And I remember I went hard for like months and I was like sending out emails to these companies after they would send me product and I would say things like, so am I going to get paid for, for this review? And ultimately they were like, no, this is like a, a, like a, a product of, you know, you're making content in good faith and, and we'll keep you in mind in the future. And obviously nothing ever came from it. So, um, yeah, it was rough. It was that was a, that was a big hit to my ego thinking like, oh, like I have this down. I understand the ins and outs. And, and you know, I was blessed to have a bunch of opportunities too, um, within the past two years. But, um, I think I'm, I think I'm on my way, but, uh, where, where I wanted to go with this, with what I'm currently doing, even what we're doing right now, 
um, what do you think the current path is? Like, what do you see? What when you look at me, or if somebody asks, like, like, oh, so uh, your husband is is what? Yeah, so that's a great question because I get asked that a lot, and then I usually say, um, he does a lot of a lot of things. And then they kind of turn their head like, well, what does that mean? And then I try to rattle off a couple of the things. So, like, what do you say? Um, I say that you do photography and videography and you DJ and you bartend and you do drone photography. And I don't talk about this stuff, I'll be honest. But why? Do you think that if money was coming separately or... or strategically from uh this this venture you would mention it or is yes. it a, you would yes so what would you say then would you be like my husband makes videos on youtube yeah i'm not gonna be like my husband smashes stuff in my garage no, and he knows about that either oh what are you doing you really you're really burying this podcast <laughs> you should have <laughs> given a secret channel you should have told me a list of things if i couldn't say Okay. okay, regardless, my <laughs> husband makes YouTube videos, and then they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, and he makes money from that, and then I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't. Like, maybe someday. I don't say, I, I mean, I guess, I do say it sometimes. Yeah. But if people are, if the driving force of the conversation is more like career which it is. No, like, sure, it always is. It always that's that's the direction that people find out about you, but I've always But we're also not in our early 20s. So the people that are asking me are established in a like mainstream type career the way I am. Sure. So I think I give in a little bit to societal pressures in those moments. Mm-hmm. Of stating like, well, here's like the on the books things. But if anybody knows me, really knows me and really knows you, they know you are a creator. I don't hide that. Sure. But if the if the conversation is, I guess, like career driven, the, the money makers come out first and the, the YouTube, like that YouTube stuff kind of comes. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's easy to fold to that kind of, like you said, societal pressure. But and it, I mean, if I, I agree that if there was money coming in separately from certain things that I was really putting forward to doing, like if it was a lot of sponsored content, if it was if it was like more than fifty percent of like my, my annual income, I could see you really pushing that, you know. And then like right. maybe billing, like, maybe you should subscribe to him. You should wear like a subscribe to Tom shirt. <laughs> Try to get all my kids to do it. Yeah, that, I mean now we're thinking. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read one of the questions uh, that was sent um, to me via uh, Instagram. So I posted like a week ago that like I was gonna have you on and like hit me with questions. So for a while, and I haven't done it in a while, but I was really into vlogging like I was I was going day to day and kind of just showing um, my subscribers and audience like a day in the life and what I was doing or uh, I went through like a like a motivational phase and like I was like oh you just gotta do this and you know like don't let anybody tell you what to do and I was really trying to push that like free life free living you know make your own way be a trailblazer ideal I Uh, remember I've lived all of you were there for that I've lived all of those moments yeah um but this is kind of what it comes down to is somebody asked um what was it like to walk around in public with Tom while he's vlogging truth is it weird yes truth absolutely I think unless you are driven as a person the same way you Tom are driven with that the day we walked around Walmart with like the GoPro in my face, I was so uncomfortable. You hated it. I hated it every time. And then every trip we would take, I always had an internal battle because I knew how important it was. 
And by knowing, I mean you told me how important it was <laughs> to, to, to create all the time. So I had this battle of like, Tom says, this is important. We have to do this. This is good for Tom. This is what Tom wants to do. And then the other side of me was like, oh my gosh, I just want to go do something without a camera. Like I don't want to do... Like going on the boat. Yeah, like I don't want to do three takes or here, come out and jump off the steps. And then when we get to New Jersey, we're going to jump on this spot. And I forgot we did that for yeah. the baby moon. That yeah. was a great video, though. Yeah. You don't look at that and go like, oh, like that memory is now like solidified in the the world of the Internet. Or like me making like a, a Valentine's Day card, like the behind the scenes pun intended <laughs> of making a Valentine's Day card and. Like you don't look at it like that and think like, oh, like that's it's such a it's such a little give for such or it's such a little what is the what am I trying to say? Um like the the reward is is worth so much more than But what is the reward? Because like you could we could take a couple videos on an iPhone and string them together and it would be ours. I, I guess I see it. The I think world like the of production quality is like that's okay. where I'm always hung up. Is like I want it to. I want it to be cohesive and and flowing and and have like a beginning, middle, and end. And you know, still like I want people. I guess I get, that's kind of the point. I guess is I want people to also enjoy um, the things that we enjoy and make us happy so to to just document that and show it in a way that like like for instance you taking a video of ellie tonight like touching your belly and saying baby it's not something i would share on social media like that could be ours but like these these other greater things like i think i'm i'm very well versed in going this is private this is public this is private this is public you know what I mean? And having things that are just ours. Mm -hmm. But I like sharing it. Like I like, maybe it's attention driven, but I also I also think it's important in brand mm -hmm. to go, oh, he's like a real person with like a family and um, aspirations and dreams. And like they, they, they are private, like even certain things that I show. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you let people in a certain amount. Yeah. And I, I think it's nice to have that stuff. Like, even when Ellie gets older, to be able to show her, like, oh, like, this is when mommy and daddy went to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, th things like that. I just, if it wasn't there, like, you go back on that video and you're like, oh, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. But yeah. right now, you are doing, like I say, like, a lot of a lot of things. Yeah. So, you're not doing as many of those vlogs and when you were really doing vlogs like when you were telling me like youtube's gonna pay me and this is how we're gonna like when that was really your drive after you left your job mm -hmm. it was a lot of camera a lot of times and that was a hard transition for me i'm not someone who likes to be in front of the camera i don't feel comfortable and in all your videos, I look like a raging you-know-what because... I, I remember you saying that after, like, the first one. Yeah. I have major RBF, and <laughs> I do, and I think it's because I'm so uncomfortable, and I don't know what to say, and, like, the over-analyzing side of me comes out. So, like, you're just, like, whipping the camera around and free-flowing, and in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm being recorded. Oh, my God, that person's looking at me. Oh my God, this is going to happen. What if I trip? Like all those silly things in my personality come out and they're shown on my RBF face. And I think I was like, oh man, I just look like a. See, I always thought that that was part of the charm of having you on camera. <laughs> what? Like... That I look, I look like a miserable wife walking no, next is, to you? Is that you were uncomfortable. Ugh. I just always thought it was funny. Like, how do you feel about being on the podcast? Did you. One, I know you didn't want to do this because <laughs> because of it being nearly nine o'clock at night, and you were like, "I just want to drink this tea and watch." <laughs> the back of my eyelids. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind it as much because it's. I just it's my voice. I don't know. I just you don't 
analyze mannerisms and things like that as much when it's a podcast. So I feel mm-hmm. much more comfortable in this form of media than mm-hmm. I do the videos. What did you think back when, uh, before even, uh, before the vlogs and the video stuff when I was doing it with the Geek Culture podcast? Like, what did you think the end goal and the end game of that was? Like, from the original origin of the Geek Culture podcast? Yeah, I want, you, I want, to, I want to hear, like, what you thought it was going to be or what it, what it was to you and, yeah. It was you and your friends drunk in the dining room frequently talking about which superhero woman was hotter or whatever and i had no idea what that was supposed to be you didn't you didn't see the potential of of business in in no (laughs) no it's hard for me to see that that's so funny though it's hard for me to see that because we were ahead of our time well, that's good. Good. You have to understand, like podcasts that that podcast was like eight years old. Like we started doing that, like when we were like dating, and, like actually when we were dating. No, we owned that house. Yeah, but we we bought I mean, that we, house before we were married. Yeah. So we were dating back when that started. No, but you don't buy a house with someone if you're just dating. You don't know. Well, <laughs> I thought I knew. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just think it's funny to go through, go through the timeline and see what else I've done and like what you thought of it. I know you hated the podcast, as you should have. I mean, it was it was drunk people in my house. Raunchy. I hate. Yeah, if you line up the timelines, the most challenging part for me, as your wife and supporter, is always I want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Like, I always want you to feel that, but it, things have just been, like, cycles, or they've been test runs, and I think that's how it goes. That's how it has to go. You you trial something, and it might not work, or it might work, and you, I know you've learned from every part along the way, Sure. but while all of that's been going on, I'm sitting over here, like trying to take care of everything else. And I know you know this because we've had those discussions. Mm -hmm. Like the free, quote, free time we have is spent very differently. It takes a lot of time to create or do anything that you do. Well, actually, it's a perfect segue to the second question. Um, The question is, how do you deal with the long hours it takes to go through the creative the creation process as a spouse like how do you how do you physically how do you cope with knowing that if i'm going to be making things i have to disappear for hours and sit in front of a computer or a camera or a microphone like this um pre-child much easier yeah i think that's i think any any mother any working mother obviously would say that like pre-children it was different. I could just sit in here and ocu- occupy my time doing whatever. With L, it's just harder because not that staying home and taking care of her is any easier. I think there's some days it probably is easier than what I go and do, but then there's other days where for sure you like it's the hard it's the hard job and on top of you taking care of L, you're also trying to find moments in the day to still make money. make money because that's just how our situation has to be sure but to leave in the morning to go to work all day and then come home and know we're kind of tag in tag out but you're here and I can physically see what you're doing is harder than if you were out of the house doing those things sure so co- the question's about coping. The question, I, do you want me to repeat it? It's like, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with the long hours that it takes to go through the creation process as a spouse? I think some days you you just plow through the day 
and it's okay. And then other days you have to remind yourself it's okay to get frustrated. Well, I do it too, though, where like if I'm trying to do something in there and you're like, I need help with blah, blah, blah. I think I, I think I'm more than accessible in, in my office setting after you quote unquote tag back in. Do you know what I mean? Well, that was a learning curve for both of us. It has been. Sure. I think when Elle was younger and you were physically here in the space... I did try. I did call. Oh, but even now, even now when you come home from your job and then I tag into mine while you're home and you're like, I need help making dinner. Like I, I'm allowed to walk away from my desk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, I think we get through it. Yeah. But sometimes your face says differently. <laughs> it's because it's like I have between four and eight o'clock, right, nine right. o'clock to try to squeeze in things that I would have to squeeze right. from like eight o'clock until five o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like almost having so I have someone... to work on my RBF. <laughs> it's almost like having someone work, having you, me work first shift and then you work second shift and you have to remember to treat it that way. So I think a lot of times I'm doing a lot of like self-talk in my head, honestly, yeah. to cope with it. I think too, um, you have to give yourself, you ha you have to be understanding with yourself because a lot of your mental energy is spent on your own personal creations and things, which I know do have spillover benefit for our family. But on the day-to-day, -day, more of the planning of everything in life feels like it comes down on my plate. So sometimes it's it's easy if I see you in there and I'm not sure what you're doing, which is probably 98% of the time. Mm -hmm. It's hard sometimes not to be like, well, what is he doing? Why can't he come and help with this? Yeah. And it's just because it's a different work setting. The product that you put out is is different and sometimes it's not tangible and I can't see it where I go I do my job I come back and I'm home and while I still have things that I have to do for my job sometimes I can leave it there you never can leave it so even on the weekends and times we are together there's always something you're trying to do well, it's funny you say that, too, because where I was going to try to tangent off to was my interactions on social media and the use of my phone. Ugh. I can only imagine that many creators and creator wives and spouses and husbands, if, you know, whatever way it goes, that they deal with the same thing. But if you were to get it all off your chest right now. What would you say to me about my use of my cell phone day to day? Your eyeballs are going to fall out of your head. I may or may not be willing to walk you around when you're blind yeah. and older. <laughs> and it it makes it feel like you're not present as much as I wish you were present. Now, with that being said, do you understand why I'm on it, though? Yeah, I think over time. You think it's taken at this point, you know, eight plus years to really get that, like, I live on there because I have to. Because, it, like you said, it never stops. Yeah, I do. I do understand. But also your downtime. Like yeah. that stupid game you play. Brawl Stars? Whatever. It's got a name. It's okay. a great name. <laughs> I refuse to say it because it <laughs> angers me. Like is on your phone. So that's where that's where sometimes So you're saying if it was if there were no games at all or if it was always just like Well, I, I could do the same thing too, where you'd be like, What are you doing? I'd be like, I'm tweeting something. Like I don't I like I can feel the eye roll. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's I'm sure it's there. No, no, yeah. I know it's there. I think it's just because the time that we are home together, when you're not working on something, feels few and far between. And I think that's just the nature of you have to keep doing these things for survival Engagement and, and growth. Yeah. Sure. So like that equates to a lot of time. But a lot of time also then is pulled away from family. Life. Family. Sure. Um, so with what I've 
done in the past two and a half years. I've played with multiple times doing the same thing and building a channel that's based solely around Ellie. Now, I had a moment in my first interactions with her, actually, at Saratoga Comic Con at this point nearly two years ago when you went into labor. And um, I was making a vlog, and then it ended abruptly Saturday night when you said, hey, are you coming home or are you going to the after party? And I was like... "Uh." Yeah, which I was very calm about. You were. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to come home. Why? And you're like, I may be in labor. I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. (laughs) That's when we came home. I Obviously, I didn't go back to the show the following day because you, like a champ, went into labor for 33 hours. Yes. And um, that was the first... Uh, introduction to Ellie in my vlogs because that was her birthday obviously yeah and I didn't show her face but then there was a point um, where I was watching another creator who showed his children pretty regularly and the reasoning behind it was if he's showing off if he's showing his audience and his fan base and if he's showing them his life and they're not included, he would never want his kids to to think they're not a big enough part of my life to not include them fully in a video. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was just like, uh, I'm going to, I have to show her face because I, I want her to be present if I'm going to continue to do this. And, and this gets to a point where I don't want to have to, you know, constantly blur her face or hide her from the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I live pretty openly that if somebody found like my Facebook page, they'd be like, oh, it's covered in pictures of his daughter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've always wanted to give her what I look at. Like, you know, you look at your kids and you're like, what can I give them? I think what I want to do is be able to give her an opportunity where uh, if she started young enough from what I know and go like, I want to give you the opportunity to be where I'm at you know the opportunity to surpass me you know in what i like to do you kind of give them that as much as you can i guess that's the easiest way to say it how would you feel about her doing what i'm doing or pursuing that path um and and putting herself out there but like as a conscious adult making that decision or as an almost two-year-old you're saying make her channel yeah like, is I, that what you mean? I think starting, like, it'd be like if you're going to put her in ballet, you put her in ballet when she's, like, little. And then they grow into... So you start trying to tell her what to do and you record it, no, like, on she camera. Does, she does her. She she is in charge. She is the master of her domain. What do you think? I don't... I don't care. Well, I tried to get you to do it, too. I wanted... Yeah, no. And you were just not feeling it. No, I tried real hard for, like, 24 hours. <laughs> I think you're giving 12 yourself... 12 hours. Self way more credit. Four hours. <laughs> more like... <laughs> and then was like... Mm, not for me. No. Yeah, it wasn't for you. It's I've... just... I, f- I feel like I have I have too much... I have too much going on. Yeah, I can appreciate that. But would you, uh, as she got older, it'd be like if you're the kind of person I, I, I think would 100% just support, openly support anything that your, your family or daughter or obviously husband would ever decide to do. Yeah. So you would just give her all the tools necessary to just. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't, I don't care. If it means you're interacting and you're doing something together and that's time together, then absolutely. If she's not interested, that's where I would want to make sure it yeah, wasn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like a stage mom to her. Honestly. Yeah, I'd, I just I wouldn't want I wouldn't want it to be pushed. I mean, look, I work with kids every day. I've literally had to start putting in emails to my parents for kiddos who I'm having difficulty understanding what they're saying and I want them to be able to communicate that as ideas for what words to put down. I literally had to start this year putting down your favorite YouTube channel slash videos because all the time kids are telling me 
this is what they watch. Yeah, and when they have difficulty communicating it, I have no idea what it is because unlike them, I don't spend my time on YouTube. So I don't know these popular channels for kids. So I can completely see if that's where the world continues to go. Ellie's going to be interested in that. So if she has a father who can help her engage in that in a safe way, sure. then, yeah, then that's fine. But like you said, I want her to be able to make her own choice. So if she doesn't want to do it, then I don't want her to do it. I think it's hard. You can't the, – the controversy comes around, anyone would say, at this age, she can't choose what she's doing. We absolutely choose for her. Sure. So you would be choosing for her to have a camera until she says no yeah yeah to no, have I a agree. camera around yeah i agree i don't know she's a ham she probably would love it she's like you no i, I know she's definitely a little attention baby yeah like she yeah it, she probably would be fine with it that's what i think too did i even answer the question it's yeah, late it was, i don't know <laughs> we'll do it for like another another couple minutes and then and we can close up and i can have another cup of coffee and Ugh. We can watch 90 Day Fiance. Sound like a plan? <laughs> and you can fall asleep. <laughs> yes to the show, no to the coffee. No. <laughs> um, Was that it for questions? Yeah, I only had a couple. Well, let me check Twitter. I did. I actually. Do you mind if I go on Twitter during our interview? I don't want to feel not present in our interview. It's fine. No, nobody answered. It's not Brawl Stars, so we're cool. A couple people. You said it. I did. Uh, a couple people liked it, but nobody asked questions. Um, do you ever see yourself being able to handle, if it ever did take off, how you would handle the level of celebrity that would accompany the creating the creation process? I don't see you as like, like I could see you getting overwhelmed with it very quickly, mainly because like, you said that it bothered you even with, with a camera in your face when I had nobody watching. Yeah. Like, how would you feel if there were, like, millions of people watching and judging? And, like, could you could you actually handle it? Or do you think it would be a bigger issue? Or do you think it would just end up being I think it would be normal? hard. I don't like it now, which is why I don't. I click your videos and I like them and I subscribe, but I usually don't look. I don't scroll down. I don't. You're afraid of. I'm not afraid. I just don't want to know. I don't. I don't. I'm content. Is it that you just don't care? Like you don't care. Yeah, what other I don't people care. Think? I'm content. You know, I don't care. I know you don't. Like, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Because, I mean, I I for a while did. Do you remember when I was reading you the comments of that one drone video? Yes. And you were just like, "Why would they write that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Just if I really cared what people thought about anything." You wouldn't be wearing a Santa shirt. Yeah, and, pajama, and these pants. pajama pants. Okay, that's because my belly is getting quite large and I don't have shirts that fit. So well, you thank you. Thank you for giving everyone the wardrobe choice the right now. It's yeah. just out of necessity. No, I don't think that I would I couldn't I couldn't be married to someone who creates if I cared what people thought. Because there's a lot of having to defend it at multiple levels. We don't live in the in the little box that most people want their lives to be in. It's not traditional. It's not what people quote typically do. Are you okay with that? Well, of course I'm okay with it. Oh, we, no, we, no. <laughs> we wouldn't be If this was like actually no, Tom, I know, right? <laughs> turn off the mic. We yeah, we got to chat. No, you you absolutely know that I that I am. I don't think my actions have ever shown any other no, you've way. Any been other way. Supportive about everything that that I've ever done. So it's always like this is just what we do. But so I don't need to see what Joe Schmo from Idaho wrote on there about my Santa shirt or whatever. I don't know how I'd handle it if it really took off. I also right now in the. Um, the products and things that you're doing, I'm not present in them. So if it taking off also included somehow a change in that and I was in more, more present. Sure. Yeah. That would be hard. 
that would be hard. Yeah. I, well, when the time comes. I could just like picture myself like disheveled mom, toddler, crying baby, and you have a camera. And I'm pretty sure you'd capture some m- me breaking moments because that's just tricky. I I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, though. Like like we said that capturing those moments, like probably bad in in, in the moment. Not a not a promising recording idea, but to look back on that and be like, wow, yeah, that was hard. Or to give people kind of that's the thing. Like I've learned that that YouTube is it's really treated like that search engine. Like that really what's it like to have two kids? You know, what's it like to to have a spouse that is uh, constantly striving for creation and and you are present in that life and you don't understand it 100%. Like I think if there was content that focused around that, I think more people would be interested in it. Does that make sense? I'm not forcing you to put a camera in front of your face. I'm just I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> Maybe someday. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think given what I see at school, you're better off like unboxing toys and that kind of stuff. Like that's what the kids have. Ellie just makes slime every day. Yeah. I don't know that. But like that's what the kids watch. Those kinds of. I know. Those kinds of channels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying that you can shine a light on the education of, of just family. You can life. shine a light on the day today. Yeah. But I guess it's just hard for me because my personality is like, I'm not going to go on YouTube and watch some other mom struggle through Walmart. I know it happens. I see it. I, <laughs> I live, live it. it. <laughs> like, I don't need to watch someone else do it. So I think part of sometimes my struggles is that my brain just doesn't operate that operate that way. Yeah, no, I get it. Good. That was fun. Did you have fun on the podcast? Yeah, this was fun. It was fine. I'm sitting on my couch, so that makes it enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie stayed asleep, so. Bentley's asleep. It's good. Cat's in. The whole family's here. Everybody's here. Do you uh, do you have any social media that you want to plug or tell? tell? My own social media? Yeah, you don't have to. Don't feel like. I don't, no I don't, one wants. No. You don't want people to find you? You don't have to. I'm just well, kidding. Obviously, uh, I don't oh. think I don't think anybody's gonna be like, mm, yes, I'm gonna follow Gail's day to day. And you know, what, what were you what were you sharing on on Snapchat the other day with your friends? What did what did you eat? Oh, when I was in my vomit phase of this pregnancy, we did hashtag what Gail ate every night. Yeah, I mean that's content. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you really got something there. I well for the people I sent it to. Yeah. They would always, yeah. So was, you don't think that that could be a, a bigger thing? Like if you did that on like Instagram where you have a bunch of randoms following you. And, hashtag what Gail yeah, ate. what Gail ate. Through my pregnancy? Yeah. You're I don't know. I don't maybe. You, I don't think you think of yourself as like a personality though. I don't. Yeah. That's so funny to me. Like that's where our brains are just so different. I just think of, wow, this is horrific. I hate vomiting every day i'm gonna eat some i'm gonna share with my friends what i'm eating tonight with the hopes that i don't get sick in the morning Mm. scientific and then it became kind of comical it is comical okay i don't know i mean no one wants to follow me yes i have instagram i think if they really wanted to they could figure it out people make jobs out of that stalking <laughs> creeping, don't they creeping. yeah like yeah. that's so it's figuring it <laughs> figuring it out you're gonna find her um gail what is it i don't even know my instagram oh, i don't know i think it's like gail DeSico or no th- oh G yeah no i think it's g DeSico. g dot DeSico. last o is a zero. <laughs> god yeah i don't know do you i mean people can know if you're gonna pull any major fans from this but um you know well i should here's here's the whole bank <laughs> yeah, this should be every future episode you should get more questions you want me to just try to find I mean, more questions i got things to say probably uh, you should have your own <laughs> podcast i can really see this taking off what would you call your podcast 
shit just got real. You're allowed to swear now? Because you censored yourself the entire show. No, that would be the name of it. Shit just got real. I don't know. All right, good. All right. I don't know what it would be. I'd have to think about it. <laughs> All right, good. For, on the episode on the episode six, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico featuring my lovely wife, Gail DeSico. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by the studio. It's lovely. <laughs> it is. <laughs> And um, I hope you guys uh, hope you guys liked. If you're into uh, this kind of feel for podcasts, make sure you guys hit subscribe. You can find us uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, pretty much. Um, and um, that's gonna be it. Hope to see you guys, and uh, hope to hope to hear from you in the next podcast. Peace. Bye. Hey everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico. I'm Tom DeSico. Today I sit down with someone who I admire inside and out, someone who has changed my life, and somebody that I love dearly. Today, I sit down with my lovely wife, Gail DeSico. We discuss the ins and outs of being a creative spouse, we go back to where it all began, we talk obstacles and all the things that one has to overcome in her position. This is a fun one. And I hope you enjoy this fifth episode of Coffee Hour with Tom DeSico, featuring Gail DeSico.